How are you doing today? Well, today's podcast is going to check, challenge, and change us one more time, taking one more step toward what God has for us, one more step into the perfect will of God for our lives, one more step towards Him. Do you know it's not really difficult in life to draw a straight line from wherever you are straight to God and then take step after step after step to get there? The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. That's found in Psalms 37. The steps, God God provides us steps. The steps of a good man are God-ordered. The Bible also says that although we may ponder our path, it's the Lord who directs our steps. And I believe that your steps are being divinely directed, especially when you realize where you are. You check yourself with the Word of God. Realize where you are, and then you challenge yourself to move forward with the Word of God, to embrace it, to put it into practice, and to begin to, to give the Word of God flesh. Begin to let the Word of God consume your life and direct your life when you challenge yourself by the Word of God to make that Word unfold, to make that Word a priority, to let that Word have its place in your life. Then you begin to change little by little, day by day, just word by word. Let me encourage you one more time today. The Word that we're going to talk about, check yourself with it. Challenge yourself with it and let it change you into the very image of God's dear Son. That's what God's will is for your life. So from, from here, let's begin with our word for today. And our word for today is beware. <laughs> That's right, beware. That's what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians at the church in Colossae. He said, beware, beware lest any man spoil you. How in the world could we be spoiled? How could we be deceived? How could we be taken off track? How could we be detoured or derailed or disappointed or dissuaded or somehow how could we be taken off of the shelf because we're no longer any good, no longer able to accomplish what we had first purposed, uh, first intended or, or what God first intended for us? How is it that we could be spoiled? Well, he goes on to say in Colossians uh, verse 8 of chapter 2, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. You know, there are a lot of people that have a lot of good ideas about what you ought to do. There are a lot of people that will offer you remedies and suggestions and counsels after the traditions of men or after the rudiments of this world, after the wisdom of this world. The Bible says the wisdom of this world is earthly, sensual, and devilish. That means that it may appear to our base nature to be right. It may even appeal to our senses, earthly and sensual, but it is demonic. It's devilish. The wisdom of this world, the rudiments of this world, the ideas, the counsel, the traditions of men, they can take us off of the path that God has for our life. So beware, the Apostle Paul said. Watch out now. You know, we have to make sure that we are not just a falling for all of the things that the devil would have us fall for. Not, uh, you know, it's not that others are going to come with you trying to deceive you with something that is visibly deceptive. If I can put it this way, the problem with deception is that you don't know you're deceived. 
The problem with deception is it's so deceptive. The problem with false teachers and false prophets and the, the problems of, 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 of people that lead us astray is that they're very hard to recognize. We have to have some principles in our life. We have to have some places in our life where we are certain that we're not just going to fall for you know the latest line or 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 the smoothest most polished rhetoric or or someone that gives some testimony that, that seems absolutely impossible but yet it's not based in the word of god it is rather a, you know some teaching that's based in a tradition of men it's very important that we make sure that we hold on to the doctrines of christ that we hold on to the truth of god's word you know for many the bible says will in in these last days many will be deceived. In fact, John the Apostle says, Beloved, he said in, in John, uh, 1 John 4 verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God or whether they are not of God. You know, the earthly counsel, the sensual counsel, the devilish counsel, you know, good, well-meaning friends and people that try to get us to do something to fix our problem that actually goes against the Word of God or just kind of runs afoul of, of the way of God or the will of God for our lives. I know they don't mean uh, harm, you know, uh, uh, but uh, no, some do, but many don't mean harm. They're just giving you their best advice, but not every person that uh, that is in your circle of friends uh, needs to be followed. In fact, not everyone who agrees with you is your friend, by the way. We have to beware. We have to be circumspect. We have to be watchful for people that would give us counsel and give us advice that's not in agreement with the Word of God. It's so important, as Jesus uh, told his followers, that they needed to beware of false teachers, needed to beware of false prophets, as it were. He basically said in Matthew, the seventh chapter, beware of false prophets. But he also told them that, you know, uh, these false prophets can come to you in sheep's clothing. But on the inside, they are just ravenous wolves. They are raging. They, are, they, are, they, they will bite and they will devour you. I mean, they'll look like sheep and they'll smell like sheep and, and they'll act like sheep. But you have to be very, very watchful because what they are carrying is poison. What they are carrying, if it influences you, it can eat you alive. It can cause you to, to be spoiled, the Apostle Paul would say later, to be taken off of the sheep shelf of, of usefulness, usefulness to God or usefulness to your family or usefulness to the place that God has put you in your church or the place that God has given you among your friends, the usefulness that God intended for your life, you can, if not watchful, be spoiled. And oftentimes it's because of false teachers, because of false prophets, because of uh, uh, those who um, are, are just giving us a word that they may even believe in. A word that you know might have even seemingly worked for them in some situation, but it goes against the Word of God. What am I saying today? I'm trying to get the point across to you that we need to check ourselves with the Word of God and challenge ourselves with the Word of God, not just with the well-meaning counsel of good friends who agree with us and love us and care about us, but basically are just telling us something that, that is a 
good idea uh, because it's very important that we not be spoiled, that we know the Word of God, and that we not follow after uh, some tradition of men, some some vanity or some some counsel that really cannot uh, um, cannot end up securing us in the end. In fact, Peter also said in 2 Peter, the second chapter, beginning in verse 1, he said, There were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who will privately, privily, is what the King James says, secretly, just like that wolf in sheep's clothing, who will secretly bring in damnable heresies. What are damnable heresies? Well, they are departures from the Word of God, which perhaps in the beginning seem harmless. They begin with subtle conversations. They begin with the same type of conversation that the serpent had with Eve in the Garden of Eden. And the question was, well, has God really said, I mean, is that really what God meant? I mean, did God really mean that you shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? I mean, certainly God didn't really mean that. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what he means, but surely he didn't mean that because he said that in the day that you eat thereof, you'll die. Oh, listen, you won't die. That's not, you know, that, you know, little by little, those subtle conversations. And the Bible says that the serpent, there, 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 there was no more cunning, no more deceptive, no, no greater, uh, um, uh, you know, the serpent was more subtle, the Bible says, than any beast of the field, more crafty, more cunning, more deceptive. And he came to Eve and he preyed on Eve's potential dissatisfaction. Eve didn't know that she was dissatisfied. She didn't even realize it until he began to prey on her potential dissatisfactions. That's what predators do. Sometimes that's even what good, well-meaning friends will do. They will just go on some, you know, uh, some aimless and and some, um, you know, uh, seemingly harmless hunt for your dissatisfactions. You know, uh, even well-meaning friends can do that at times and, and go picking and go prying and if you're not watchful, go dividing and, and, and burying tales, tale-bearing. That means gossiping and telling you what other people have said that, that may somehow affect you or may somehow change what you think about them. If you're not watchful, you can give an ear to the wrong message. And uh, it doesn't just happen with good friends. Sometimes it happens like with a serpent, someone who is actually bent on gaining something from your decision. You see, that's what the predators do. The predators, they, they come looking for uh, isolated sheep. That's what the wolves do. They come looking for sheep that, that uh, you know, perhaps they don't even know that they're away from the herd or the flock, as it were. Perhaps they don't even realize that, that, that they're not in the place under the shepherd's leadership that they need to be. Maybe the, you know, they, they've wandered off just a little bit and separated themselves a little bit. They don't even realize that, that, that they are ready to be um, you know, separated, ready to be divided. And in comes the wolf, and he, and he cuts one of them out. And, and in the beginning, as, as Jesus said, you know, this wolf appears like a sheep. 
He's just trying to isolate. He's trying to, you know, get you away by yourself. Listen, anyone that tries to come between you and your family, you and your 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 uh, you know God-given protectors, you know, your your dad, your mom, your husband, your 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 wife, your pastor, you know, your your friends, uh, anyone that that comes and tries to divide or isolate, you know, a division like that is not from God. God is God is always trying to bring healing and restoration. Listen, if God sends someone to to help you in your situation, they're going to try to make sure that not only you get saved, but but that your children get saved too. Not only do you get saved, but your spouse gets saved. Not only you get saved, but also your parents get saved and 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 try to protect the unity uh that 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 God has given, you know, uh uh, there were false teachers, Peter said, even as there'll be false teachers among you who will secretly or privately come in and bring divisive words. And that's exactly what the serpent tried to do to Eve. He, he brought a divisive word. Do you know that the serpent never asked Eve to eat of the fruit of that tree? He never asked. And that's what people will say. Well, I never asked them to leave. Well, I never asked them to come over here. Well, I never asked them to do this or do that. No, you just brought in the subtle conversation looking for the potential divisions, the potential problems. That's what a predator does. Sometimes they don't even know they're a predator, but they go searching for the potential discontentments, the potential dissatisfactions. As the serpent found one in Eve, Eve did not even know she was dissatisfied and discontent with God or his word until the serpent began to explain to her all she was missing out on. And, you know, it's the same thing that happened in the day of King David when Absalom, his son, intending to divide the kingdom and, and to try to get the people to follow him instead of following King David, instead of following the will of God for their life, he wanted them to follow him. And, and Absalom might have even believed that he was supposed to be king. He was next in line. Maybe he believed in what he was doing, but his tactics were from the devil. His tactics were false. His tactics, tactics were divisive. And he set out front and people that would come to see the king, they didn't even realize they were discontent. They didn't even and realized they were dissatisfied, and he would begin to talk with them. He would begin to search them out. You can read this uh, and, and how, how Absalom would ask them questions. Well, what are you here to see the king for? You know, well, oh, oh, you know, you have this decision he needs to make. Well, I want you to know that, that, that if I was king, I would listen to you, and if I was king, I would appoint someone to be your advocate. If I was king, I would decide for you. If I was king, well, well I, I would be on your side, and I'd make sure that you got everything you needed, everything you wanted. All the time, Absalom may not have even realized that he was poking and prying. He was searching, uh, maybe, you know, even out of something he believed was right but was wrong because he was looking for their potential dissatisfactions, a place to divide, a place to, to separate the sheep from the shepherd, a place to separate the, the sheep from the other sheep, from the family that God had given them. That's exactly what Peter said. Uh, these false teachers uh, among you shall come in privately, secretly, shall bring in damnable heresies, departures from the word and the will of God. And, and uh, uh, he'll, he, he even says, uh, Peter tells us this in Second Peter, the second chapter. Uh, he said, many people will follow their pernicious ways. And because, uh, because they get people to follow them, 
then the way of truth will be evil spoken of, verse 2 says. But, but look what it says in verse 3. And through covetousness, that's exactly what the false teachers do. That's exactly what people do in our lives, even friends, even, even good friends who gossip and tell us bad things about other people. This is what they can do uh, through covetousness. That means that they're wanting us uh, to benefit them. You see, there's some reason why somebody is feeding your discontentment. They have something to gain. If someone is feeding your dissatisfaction, if someone is introducing potential discontentment, if someone is searching for discontentment in your life, it's because they have something to gain by your discontentment. Who is it? Who is it that has something to gain by you being discontent or dissatisfied? Who is it that has something to gain by you dividing from those that God has joined you to? Realize that person is not your friend, okay? Because the Bible says through covetousness, they with, with uh, feigned words, they with, with, uh, uh, with words that are speaking to you deceptively and strategically and, and to their own benefit, the Bible says they make merchandise of you. How is that? 2 Peter 2 verse 3, they make merchandise of you. That means this, they have something to gain. Beware of your discontentment. Check yourself, challenge yourself, change yourself. When you hear a word from God, you hear someone preach or teach or you hear counsel and what it does is feeds your discontentment. When someone agrees with you to the point to where it is divisive or it's feeding your dissatisfaction or, or trying to separate you, realize they may be a wolf in sheep's clothing. They may even have well intentions, but they may just be wrong. It may be good advice from the world, but it's not good advice from God. Follow the Word of God. Take the Word of God to heart. Don't follow your discontentments, your dissatisfactions. Don't let that be your leadership. That's what Eve did. Don't let that be your guide, okay? The Apostle Paul said, I have found in whatever state I am therewith to be content. Be content where God has put you, with what God has given you, and let the Word of God be your guide. Today, we're just asking you to be content. Be aware. Beware. Beware of those who have something to gain by your discontentment. Let's make our Overcomers Confession today. You ready? Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed and I am going to participate. What can you do about your day? Beware. Beware of those who come to you with well-meaning words or with something to gain. Don't let them feed your discontentments to the point to where you divide yourself or siphoned off or separated from those that God has joined you to. God bless you. I love you. God has a plan for your life. Check yourself. Challenge yourself and change.
And don't forget, beware. I'll see you next time on this podcast.